Happy New Year. Happy New Year's Eve today for listening to this the day it's coming out. Or you might be listening to it later because I know that everybody's still got a lot going on. I don't know about you and where you are in your season of life, but the kids have been home. Mine are a little older. Um, don't Not sure if y'all know if this is your first time here. I have 11, 12, and 17-year-old. So she's doing some sports and they're sleeping in and it's kind of cool because they, uh, they've really enjoyed this time off. So I am though looking forward to them going back to school. So I hope all goes well this season. I hope y'all have an awesome new year. Typically, you know, we begin to think about these things, right? We start thinking about, okay, the holidays are coming to an end. The year's coming to an end. What does 2022 look like? Um, are we going to try dry January? Or are we going to just set a New Year's resolution? And what does that look like? Are we going to stop over drinking? Are we going to stop drinking? Are we going to quit sugar? Are we going to add exercise? Are we going to, what are we going to do? Well, I want to talk to you about that because if you're like me, in the past, you've had times where you've set goals and you did not meet them. And so what happens is a lot of times then our brain equates goal setting to failure And it typically says it's because there's something wrong with us and we didn't achieve it. But that's not the case. There's other ways to layer them. There's other ways to look at it. There's other things that we can go through. So I want to share that with you today. And of course, I'm going to remind you because we're trucking on through the end of this year, beginning of January, applications are coming in. There's spots already being filled for the Stop Drinking Boot Camp. So basically, if this is something that you want to do, all you have to do is go to bit.ly slash January Stop Drinking Boot Camp. That is bit.ly slash January Stop Drinking Boot Camp. <laughs> That's a lot of words sometimes, y'all. But what this is, is a six-week group coaching program. So we're all together, okay, for twice a week. This is not just like, hey, we're going to jump on the call and then be done. We're going to work on getting control of your drinking, creating new routines. We're going to help you reduce anxiety, really renew your mind, and begin to trust yourself again. And you have the accountability and the community to connect with. So we'll be meeting on Mondays for about an hour and a half. On your lunch break, I try to put it on a time where you could possibly take a lunch break. And then on Wednesday evenings, we're going to come back in for like check-ins, Q&As, all these things. And you're going to have access to a Facebook group. I want you in there. So if you're ready, you're considering it. There are payment plans options and it optional and it is so affordable, y'all. I'm telling you, even one of my last students was like, I actually saved money by not drinking as much. And you hear me when I say as much, like this program is not expected for you to be perfect. This is not, and you'll hear a little bit more of this as I go through this episode, this is not so you can willpower through six weeks. That's not it at all. Like if you have some drinks during this time, like it's okay. We're going to accept where you are and we're going to work through what can we learn and how can we learn and what are your true desires. So come see me over at bit.ly slash January, start drinking boot camp, and I'll see you soon. Happy New Year. Hey, sister, are you newly alcohol free, but you've been hanging on for dear life, hoping you don't fall backward? Or maybe you're still stuck in the cycle of over drinking, even when you told yourself you would stop, waking up each day with thoughts of self loathing? Is your anxiety through the roof so much that you wake up at 3 a.m. with your heart racing and negative thoughts about yourself? You hide it so well, not many people know. 
girl, I get you and I see you. I'm Michelle Porterfield and for so many years I experienced all of this. Here's the deal, quitting drinking is just the first step. I believe that's why it can be so scary. We know deep down it's more. Once we see what's underneath all the covering up, true freedom is found. And I'm here to help you do just that. So whether you're newly alcohol free or just sober curious, there is freedom on the other side. I can't wait to help you ditch the wine witch or help you find your mindset breakthrough and reignite your purpose after alcohol. Girlfriend, you are in the right place. Welcome to Set Free Sisterhood. Okay, sister fan, let's have just some real talk here first of what typically happens and what this usually means when we say New Year's resolutions, dry January, whatever you want to call it. Okay, here's what happens. You get all excited because you're ready for this clean out. We've been through this last quarter of the year. Sometimes we derail from, what is it, Halloween? <laughs> I remember there were years where like that was that was the biggest thing was like Halloween came and then it was like, boom, candy and then Thanksgiving and then Christmas. And it was like, oh, you know, it was just heavy. So we get excited. We're like, okay, this new and refresh and we want to cleanse out whether it is we want to stop drinking. Obviously, that's a lot of what I talk about around here. And I've also fallen prey to the whole, like, don't eat sugar and, you know, I feel gross and yucky. And there's this extreme desire to make a quick change and a agreement, so to speak, with myself, like this new thing, new year, okay? It would, it could be like, I don't, I'm not going to drink or I'm going to exercise more or whatever. It sounds exciting and it's new. You've got friends doing it. You're super motivated there's all these other people saying it. There's a social pressure of doing it. It is just kind of the vibe that happens, right? So then typically, in my experience, in my experience, along with people I work with and my friends, and if we all are going to just be truly honest with ourselves here, week one goes pretty good, right? Then the reality of like life kicks in, the schedule, going back to work, all the things that kind of happen in our life, then the motivation begins to slip because we're about, you know, maybe 10 to 14 days in at this point. Okay. We are a little tired. We're busy. We're stressed and life is still moving. So then that's when we're like, okay, let me just tap into this willpower that, that I've heard of, even though all this is pretty subconscious. Okay. We, this is not something that you really are looking at your list and realizing this is happening, okay? So then, so when you think about willpower, willpower is control exerted to do something or to restrain impulses. So just listening to that definition, like there's this exertion and this energy, this restraint, this, you know, I think about when we talk about the beach ball scenario, anytime you're shoving down or you're restraining emotions and you're, you're in the ocean and there's all these waves, but you're trying to hold this beach ball under, what typically happens is you're going to get exhausted and it's going to fly up in your face. Okay. So use that visual as you think about this. So how long does it last with willpower? I don't know. It really just depends on the person. It depends on your circumstances. It depends on, you know, some of the times just that like past experiences, but here's what happened. You fail. Then you drink, you eat the thing, you skip the gym, you suck. Okay, 
So then what happens? Does the natural voice you hear sound really sweet? And does she say, it's okay, girl, you're loved. You're doing awesome. Allow yourself to rest. Get back up tomorrow. This is not a failure. This is how you learn. Don't you know that like when we mess up and we have, you know, quote unquote mistakes or failures, this helps us grow. No, if that was our natural self-talk voice, we would all be in better shape by now. But that is not naturally what happens. Here's what I think comes up. She's more like, uh, you suck. You did it again. You're such a failure. You're the problem. Can you not just get your life together? What is wrong with you? And most of the time we listen to her. You know, get your head on straight. Stay focused. What's going on with you? Why do you keep messing up? And that's who we listen to. So then we just think we're the problem and we suck. Okay? And now, no wonder we don't want to set any of these new goals. Sometimes you don't even do New Year's resolutions. This is kind of where I was, and this is something I'm still in the process of learning. It's like we went from like that was cool and that was fun to do to like, well, I'm just not going to set anything because what happens is you feel like crap when you do. Because if you say you're going to do something and then you quote unquote fail, Like I said in the beginning, the brain just tells you like, well, then don't set them. If you don't set goals, then you're not a failure. No one will know. You won't even know. Just don't do it. Just stay where you are. Don't make a big deal of it. Even joke if you want to, right? Joke behind the scenes like I'm not a goal setter. That's crazy. You know, I don't want to be the one in the gym the first two weeks and then, you know, paying my gym membership the rest of the year. Y'all, I have been there. (laughs) I have, and I know you have too. So where do we start? So this is where it gets good. This is where I hope that this can kind of open up your your mind to sort of reframe some things. Okay? How can this new year for you feel true? How can you walk into this knowing that there's something deep down that you want, but you want to make sure it's real and it's honest and it's not some fad or some gimmick, right? Okay, so number one is awareness. I will, you'll hear this till, what is it? I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. If we don't know, we don't know. If we're not aware, we really can't make changes. It has to come with awareness first. And the cool thing about awareness is it is basically having this knowledge or insight into a situation or circumstance. So once you have this awareness now, it could have just happened to you even in this few minutes of this episode. You could have been like, oh, that's why I don't set goals because it equals failure and it equals me being a problem. Well, no wonder. Okay, great. There's the awareness. We have to start there. We have to start there. You know, What if you realize that you have done it the same way for a long time, but now you go, wait, what if there's another way? What if I do understand that I have this inner critic that talks crap to me? What if I decide to really like get to know her and understand that she's really protecting me from something? She's protecting me from maybe a deeper fear of success. She's protecting me from visibility. What if someone sees me and what if I mess up? 
she helps you to stay stuck sometimes because that's all she knows to do because she has been there before. And this is what I've learned. And I want you to, to just get, even though this is, this is just the initial awareness piece. And this is something we have to work on inside of self-coaching and coaching, right? Is once you realize that she's really not out to hurt you and kill you, that she's been there and she's been helpful somewhere in your life somewhere in your life, her protection has protected you. But what happens is when she becomes louder than the voice of reason or louder than the voice of that, that piece of you that is more loving, that it is more kind, and that it is more encouraging, then we stay stuck. When what I want you to do is have this awareness of these two parts of you and go, okay, so I hear her. And I know she's trying to protect me, but I'm going to just gently just say, okay, I hear you, but this time I'm going to do this. This time I'm going to be more kind and be more loving and then just be aware of, okay, what can I do different? So number one is awareness, right? Number two, that's when we get into the self-acceptance, like really, truly accepting who you are right now in this moment. With all your flaws, all your gifts, all your beauty, all your positive, all your negative, right? Harvard Health says self-acceptance is defined as an individual's acceptance of all of his or her attributes, positive or negative. It also includes body acceptance self-protection from negative criticism, and believing in one's capacities. When we truly show up and we begin to shine and growth really begins to just really, um, I was going to say elevate, but we will elevate as we grow, but like just speed up. It is more than likely coming from a place not only of, uh, living in alignment to your values, which we talk about, but this self-acceptance piece, when you truly accept where you are, even though, like, even though I still have so much more to learn, there's desires and um, just other things that I want to get mastery at and learn about and grow even in my relationships in my life. Like, I know that there is room for that. But I'm really satisfied and content and accepting of me, Michelle, in this moment. It would be so easy for me to compare myself to other coaches, other podcasters, other mothers, other women in general. It's so easy to look and go, oh, I'm not there yet. She's so much smarter than me. Oh, I love the way she speaks. She doesn't have her ums and so's and whatever inside of her podcast. And, you know, all her graphics are beautiful or look at her client list or, oh, she's already speaking on stage. Like it would be so easy for me to always be like, moving and looking for more and trying to take in information without implementing where I'm at, that I would not ever accept that moment where I'm at. Because this, this version of me, this self-acceptance of where I'm sitting right now inside of this body, in this mind, in everything, my wholeness of who I am, she is what's going to get me to next year, to that next version of me. And in order for her to want to help me, we got to do this thing together, right? I can't be beating up on myself 
talking trash and expect myself to do the things that I want to do to grow. Please, I hope that sits with you. I hope that sits with you because I know so many of you are really mad at yourself right now. What if you can choose to be mad that you're mad at yourself? Like instead of making it about you, like, oh, I'm so stupid. And oh, I can't believe I keep doing this thing with drinking. And, you know, I said I was going to do this boot camp, but I keep, you know, not signing up. Or maybe I just, I tried to sign up and I'm changing my mind. Or, you know, I I typed an email three times and I'm not. And, you know, I told my husband I wasn't going to drink. Or I told my kids and like, I am so wrong. I am stupid. What is wrong with me? What if you just, it's okay that you're angry. It's okay that you're frustrated. But what if we change that to like, I'm frustrated about being frustrated. It has nothing to do with me. Like we're supposed to experience these emotions and get back to looking at where you are now and accepting where, where you are and who you are now. Say, but what what is awesome? What is great about you? You're still here. You're fighting. You're pushing through. You are loving. You are kind. So let's work through that. Okay. Number three, the next phase is more about goals. But goals are a little different around here versus where I used to be. Now, I really look at goals and I want you to look at goals and ask yourself, are they yours and why are they important to you? And what I mean by is, are they truly your goals or are they something that maybe your family wants Social media says you should do the the big wigs on stage say it's the thing to do or the ads that you see popping up say to do it like is this really your goal and then underneath that like what is your really true desire what is the desire that you're wanting you know desire is it freedom when it comes to not drinking You know, if you truly want freedom and you truly want what I call control back as a control being like you get to choose and not let something have power over you, then dry January and New Year's resolutions, they're just not going to work because that's not the intent. If the desire is freedom, then we're going to go, we're going to go deeper and the work's going to be deeper. It's not going to be surface. Like I'm just going to not do the thing. There's so much more involved in that. Okay. So that's what I want you to decide first. Like, is this my goal? Why is it important to me? What is the true desire? And then if I didn't want this goal, what would I want? Like maybe you've just thought this whole time, like, oh, I want to be blank weight or achieve certain even money or some position at work like what if you didn't really want that what would you want because then that opens up a little bit of a deeper layer to help you realize that there may be something underneath there that you really want okay the next part of this is how do you normally do the actual committing and what I mean by that is Do you just kind of write down your goal and sort of map it out and just like hope that it works? Or do you do like the little smart goals where, you know, what is it? Smart. 
specific, measurable, blah, 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 blah. I don't even know. I can't even remember what that is now. Because that's what I used to do. I just kind of wrote out the goal and expected it to work. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. It really cracks me up. But we still do this, right? So I believe that you must get crystal, crystal clear. And so through even my learnings, through my coach, there's a framework that we use that helps you get really clear on a desire or a goal. And we go through this deeper in my coaching. We go through this deeper in the Stop Drinking Boot Camp. But a few of them right now for you are like, once you design, once you design your new outcome, like you're really like, if we're talking like a three-month goal or a year goal, okay? We have to get really clear. So it has to have clarity, like specific as possible. So I do absolutely agree with that. It has to be specific. Then another piece is, is it controllable? Like, is this goal something that you actually have control of or are there going to be outside um, challenges or maybe circumstances that may get in the way? We want to go ahead and prepare for that and kind of know like, okay, how can I control this? The next one's congruence. Like, is this congruent with your values, your lifestyle, your set of circumstances, kind of where you are in your life, right? Another one is conviction. Like, how heavily are you convicted? And this goes back to, like, really knowing, like, is this my goal? Is this my desire? Because if it is, then you're going to have more passion and conviction. Like, that's what's, you know, happened with me these last few years once I've gotten clarity and out from under drinking really started discovering what it is I want and what I'm passionate about. And that's what drives me because there's there's extreme conviction behind what I want. And a huge part of that is this right here, being able to serve you and love you and help you and, you know, help other women get to where I'm at. And then completion. A lot of times there needs to be some sort of the date or completion necessarily didn't have to be if I don't get this by... June 25th, well, poop, it's over, right? More of what would the inversion feel like in very good detail. And that's where a lot of the visioning comes in, okay? And last one, which I find this is so important. We've talked about this because a lot of us are sitting back here isolating and still in the dark, right? It's accountability, connection, and community, which is some version of support. That's the next part to help you through this new year to really get what you want. So for me, it is imperative that once you commit, and this is something you truly desire, there's got to be a version of support. Whatever this looks like, it could be a network of friends, it could be a coach, it could be a therapist, it could be a small group, whether it's in like a recovery group or church, you have to have someone to be with you. You just do. I just do not believe, first of all, we were not designed to do this life alone. And I just don't believe that true freedom and growth can come with you by yourself. I just don't. I mean, that's just where I'm at. I was going to say, you know, call me if I'm wrong. (laughs) Call me up, send me an email, but that's just how I feel. Okay. And then you need to layer that with accountability. Now, this does not mean that someone like if you say, oh, accountability partner, that's this is not for them to do something. It's not their job. This is for you and your action steps. So this is something if you've committed, whether it is someone like a coach or in your small group, right, that you can say, I have committed to this. 
at this time, these are the actions I'm taking so that you have to verbally or write it out or have in communication with some other human that this is what you're doing. I believe that is absolute key. And just a version of community. What does that look like? There's great Facebook groups. I know that's hard because sometimes, you know, I've even noticed this past probably a few months and it probably is just from the holidays. There's not as much like engagement going on inside the groups, but I also believe that that is up to us. Like if one of my best friends, two of my best friends, they're from like groups, actually way more than two. I've talked about this before. I'm thinking, wait, (laughs) so many of my really good friends I've never even touched in the flesh and we have connected through communities out there, coaching communities, podcast, my podcasting community, uh, my, you know, all these things is so awesome. But let me tell you the difference is I just didn't kind of hang out behind the scenes when we connected, we truly connected. We got each other's phone numbers. We got each other on this like walkie talkie app. We've really intentionally connected and talked and shared and been super vulnerable with each other. Right. So, and I want to read this quote from a book called The Expectation Hangover. If you've ever heard of that book, it is really good. I'm halfway through. Um, I love Christine Hassler. She's a wonderful coach. Um, Anything we keep inside because we judge it as dark is transformed the moment we bring it into the light. And when I read that, I was like, that's it. So many years, so many nights, I kept my inner secret of this struggle I had with alcohol in the dark. And as soon as I opened up, first of all, surrendered, opened up and started sharing and with someone I could trust without judgment that was very safe, it began to transform. Happy New Year. You are enough. You are worth it. Come join me and other women on January 10th for the boot camp. I'm looking forward to meeting you and serving you and loving you. And until next year, stay blessed. Okay, girlfriend, before you go, if you found value in this podcast and it helped you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. Every so often, I will read reviews and give shout outs. To dig deeper, join us at Set Free Sisterhood over on Facebook. I will pop the link in the show notes. And don't forget, if you know someone that would enjoy or benefit from this podcast, share it with them and take a screenshot and post it in your Instagram stories and tag me. It's time to take back our power, ladies, and be set free. Until next time, stay blessed. Michelle.